0: It's mind-boggling just how many layers of stimulus were thrown out there, one layer on top of the other, $5 trillion by the federal government and $4 trillion by the Federal Reserve, all of it with fall-on effects as, as the trillions of dollars ricochet through the economy and, and the financial markets, and some of it hasn't circulated yet and is just sitting there for now, and such as some of the money that was sent to the states and municipalities that are now floating in cash and and that have redone their budgets, and, and they're, they're going to spend it eventually. There were the many billions of dollars that big companies received. The airlines alone got around $50 billion, much of it in grants. They were supposed to use the money to keep the employees on the payroll, and and they couldn't do layoffs if they wanted to keep this money. So they offered big buyout packages to their employees, and lots of employees took that money and ran. And and those were counted as voluntary departures, not as layoffs. And those folks went out and spent some of this money, and it flooded into the economy. Now the airlines are struggling to hire back employees, and they have lots of open positions. I'm Wolf Richter at WolfStreet.com, where we tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. You're listening to The Wolf Street Report. It's Sunday, August 22nd, 2021. Then uh, there were the PPP loans. They're forgivable if, if you follow the rules. And so these loans would turn into grants, and this money was supposed to be for small businesses. But even large chain restaurants and other large companies with uh, a good bank connections got their hands on it. And then smaller companies got their hands on it. And then everyone got their hands on it. Politicians and the families got it, and, and the self-employed working from home got it, and foreign fraudsters got it, and everyone got it. Some small fintech outfits started specializing in these PPP loans and and they advertised everywhere from NPR on down and even on my humble site, WolfStreet.com. Those ads started being served up by the ad exchanges and these fintechs developed an automated process, gave out a huge amount of money, these tiny outfits, and they didn't really care who they gave this money to. And Some of this money was used to keep employees on the payroll and and it kept some companies alive, but uh, some brave economists have checked into the matter and found that the PPP loans didn't in fact save many jobs and, and that the money was often handed to businesses that would have been okay without them. In total, about $800 billion in PPP loans were handed out in three waves. That's a huge amount of money. And and like all these hastily engineered uh, free money programs, it, it triggered a tsunami of fraud. Then there were other emergency loan programs from the government for small companies and not-so-small companies. Then there were massive programs for states and municipalities. And some of these programs are now being set up to fund past due rents for people who haven't paid rent in, in a year and a half. And, and the purpose is to make landlords whole. And many of these tenants that haven't had to pay rent due to the eviction moratoriums at the national level from the CDC and due to state and local eviction moratoriums. Well, many of these folks received unemployment benefits, including the, the extra $600 a week from the federal government last year and on top of the state benefits, and, and now the $300 a week from the federal government on top of the state benefits, a combination that cost many people to make more money and uh, pay less in taxes uh, than before the pandemic. And there are the huge federal unemployment programs for gig workers and and, uh, workers that uh, don't qualify under any other programs. These weekly unemployment benefits and top-off benefits from the federal government on top of the state benefits, well, they were explicitly designed to allow people to pay rent and health care. But then the eviction moratorium set in, and, and people didn't have to pay rent, and and they were essentially living free of housing costs and, and getting the extra unemployment benefits. And, and suddenly, they had a lot more money to spend on cars and, and consumer electronics and all kinds of other stuff than they had before. And they used some of this money to pay down their credit cards, and they used some of this money to catch up uh, with their auto loans, and, and they spent a lot of it, and they contributed to the historic spike in retail sales. And consumer spending on on durable goods and non-durable goods. It was, and still is, a huge, massive gravy train. And and now the back rents are going to get paid by taxpayers to make landlords whole and and to get tenants off the hook after they'd spent their state unemployment money and the federal top-off benefits on other stuff. In addition, uh, the unemployment benefits came with tax benefits, and in many cases with free health insurance through special programs under Obamacare. Then there are the forbearance programs, and at one point, over 5 million households put their mortgage into forbearance program where they uh, didn't have to make payments. And and those programs were extended and re-extended, and and with the support from uh, government-sponsored enterprises such as Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and and government agencies such as uh, Ginnie Mae and the VA and the FHA. And investors in mortgage-backed securities and, and mortgage services were made whole on these mortgages. And, and now many of these mortgages are getting modified and, or refinanced over longer terms and, and with lower rates and payments are lower than they were before. And, and these people, too, were able to spend the money they didn't spend on mortgage payments, on other stuff. And, and uh, even while they were getting the state and federal unemployment benefits that were designed to allow them to make mortgage payments. And this money not spent on mortgage payments also contribute to the massive spike in retail sales. Oh, and student loans. They were automatically enrolled in forbearance, and forbearance has been extended and re-extended, and many of these people have been working for years and, and have good incomes and, and didn't lose their jobs and uh, could have easily made the student loan payments. But now the entire idea of making payments on any student loan has been written off and poo-pooed as an absurdity. These layers of money on top of layers of money in form of money received from the government and in form of money not spent on rent and mortgage payments or student loan payments could be spent on other stuff. This came on top of all the money businesses got, from large corporations to the smallest outfits. And all this money that wasn't spent on debt payments and rent payments and money that people and companies got, these huge piles of money, these trillions of dollars started circulating. And then there was the Fed with its $4 trillion in asset purchases in 16 months. The Fed was and still is a huge, relentless buyer in the markets with the purpose of driving up housing prices and and housing costs and and the prices of stocks and bonds and and other kinds of speculative instruments. And, And the purpose was to make asset holders, meaning the people who are already wealthy, a lot wealthier. And, and the asset holders booked huge gains on, on their bets and they too started spending some of this money. Well, maybe not actually spending their gains by selling the assets, but borrowing money against their inflated assets and then spending those borrowed funds. And, and they bought all kinds of stuff from fancy houses to high-end trucks. And, and there was a huge boom in prices of fancy houses and high-end trucks and other stuff. And, Since these folks didn't really care how much they paid because it was just easy-come money, they sent prices rocking and rolling. The Fed, thereby, very purposefully and with utmost precision, created the biggest wealth inequality ever. It made the wealthy a lot wealthier, but people who have to work for a living suddenly have to pay a whole lot more for stuff they want to buy. And these huge amounts of money are circulating in thick layers, and businesses are floating in it, and consumers are floating in it, and state and municipal governments are floating in it, $5 trillion in money borrowed by the government, and $4 trillion printed by the Fed, plus the follow-on effects of the inflated asset prices, and, and historic leverage taking out against these inflated asset prices, and suddenly all kinds of prices are spiking as this money is trying to find a place to go, and from consumer prices to, home prices to to stocks and bonds and cryptos and whatnot and there is so much cash out there now that markets no longer know what to do with it and over one trillion dollars of it has been mopped up by the fed via the reverse repo operations and this was designed to prevent big disturbances in the money markets this is just the most ridiculously overstimulated economy ever and markets have gone nuts and prices are going nuts This overstimulation continues even as inflation pressures are bouncing through the economy with price spikes backing off here only to pop up there. And no one before has ever seen an artificially pumped up monster like this before. No one has any historical guidelines on how to deal with it. The Fed will trim back its stimulus, but it's already too late and it will be too little and too slow. I'm Wolf Richter, the head honcho at WallStreet.com, where we tell the stories behind business, finance, and money. Thank you for listening to The Wall Street Report.